What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast. Uh, This is going to be episode 14, I believe, but it's going to be episode number 7 of everybody's favorite segment, Classic Rock Talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, We have two brand new bands, three new albums. We will have a repeat band for the first time today. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that a little bit later, Um, but we're going to start out in 1974. Um, and this is a London band, yeah? Um, or at least a England. They're a UK band, yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell you where they're from exactly, um, but... Uh, they're from England, and, uh, we'll go ahead and tell it to you. It is Desolation Boulevard by Sweet. Mm-hmm. A little, um, uh, glam rock. Yeah. Uh, really interesting, really interesting album here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it's an RCA record. In Europe, at least. I don't know what yeah, it, was it was in the US. it was capital in the U.S. because okay. I have a capital pressing upstairs. Gotcha. So. Um, 1974, this was... Do you know what studio album this was? Oh, I want to say... Their third... Third? Probably their... Confidence, their third, I think. Okay. Okay, their third. Um... This album would get it. I think it has a few singles actually. It does. It. Um, I know it has a. I know Fox on the Run is a single. Yeah, I've heard that before. One hundred percent. I think you'd be. It'd be shocking if you've never heard that song. Yeah. Let's get into the track list. I guess. Yeah, I, I, guess I say we, we should, should. We should probably let you guys know what we got going here. So as always, we have two uh, two sides to this one. On side one. We have the 16s, Solid Gold Brass, Turn It Down, Medusa, Lady Starlight, which is a, it's gotta, it's gotta be a cover, isn't it? Or is it a... Let's see, this is 74. Uh, no. No, that's gotta this be This is it. the original version. That's gotta be the yes. original, yeah. Um, I didn't, that one's not on Spotify. Yeah, it's because I definitely did not know that that was. That's one thing that's weird about Sweet is their uh, their albums are very screwed up on listening platforms. Yeah, I got a very weird listening uh, experience because yeah, definitely didn't hear that one. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's start. Let's just start there. That's side one. Yeah. Um, for me, I guess I'm gonna exclude Lady Starlight since I'm not really sure what exactly that sounds like. Mm-hmm. To be honest, and also. The order is a little bit different on Spotify. Yeah. It starts with... It's not the 16s. It's not the 16s. I know it doesn't start with the 16s. It's something different than that. Um, I know well, I Solid I just, Gold Brass is at the end. I can just pull it up right here. But yeah, it's... It's a little bit... It, it's, it's made it's way annoying. too complicated for no reason. Yeah, no reason. It's really annoying. But I guess we'll we'll go off of what we have here in front yeah, of us. Yeah, Baller Blitz is the first track. That's on. one it is. Yeah, uh, and it's not even on. No, it's it's not even on this album. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so confusing. Um, but the 16s is on the Spotify, and I did hear that one. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite song on side one. I mean, Baller yeah. Blitz is a very strong contender. But I like I'd... Ballroom Blitz too, but for sure that one, yeah. But there's also some on here that's differs from the Spotify one. Um, ACDC is another one that I really loved. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, where's ACDC? I, I that was my f- favorite one on the. It's a Spotify pretty uh, playlist. pretty bopping track, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, 
pretty decent side one. I mean, solid album also. Yeah, in general. Um, I would say there is a couple... I mean, I can't I can't sit here and say every album's perfect, so I will nitpick here. Um, mm-hmm. On the Spotify playlist, at least... I'm gonna. It's it's a bit confusing because from what I'm looking at now, I'm not seeing on the Spotify. But there's a song called "Set Me Free" on the Spotify playlist, and mm-hmm. then after "Fox on the Run," the Spotify goes into the or sorry, "Set Me Free," into the night, and then "Solid Gold Solid Brass." Gold brass. And it's a kind of a complaint I have with the last three songs in general. Less so with the last two, more so with "Set Me Free." Mm-hmm. It's there. They have a guitar driving the driving the beat with a drum beat, and then another guitar. Yeah, it's it's which it, it's for this time. It is different. It's different. Um, but uh, I don't know if it sounds necessarily great. Yeah, it's it's kind of that Guns N' Roses feeling. Although I do say that the vocals aren't like screaming. At least they are actually like. They do try to have melody and harmony mm-hmm. in their vocals. And that's one thing I like about Brian Connolly as a singer is he's he has a pretty smooth voice for a glam rock band. Because I know um, uh, like Slade's vocalist just has like a very rough, loud voice. Mm-hmm. A lot of glam rockers did at that time. And his Brian Connolly's voice was definitely different. Because it could definitely be hard, but it could also mm-hmm. soften up. Um, yeah, but... I, I as we mentioned, I love the Sixteens. That's mm-hmm. a great song. Um, Fox on the Run. We already mentioned that one. Yep. Um, Breakdown is a pretty good one too. Medusa. I, I I don't think I've heard that one actually. Yeah, I've I've heard really these know. tracks. It's an alright track. It's it. There's just some things about this. I would say it's it's got its its identity. Mm-hmm. With most of the songs, you hear that, and especially with the opener, uh, ballroom blitz. Yeah, and then going into the sixteens, and that this first half of this album really kind of tells you what this band is about. And they, it's not an album that has too many unique instruments, but they use the instruments that they have pretty nicely together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that they kind of run out of creative energy towards the end. Yeah. And it gets kind of samey, and it, the same isn't creative. It's just most of the ending songs are going to be, we've got a drum beat for you, we've got some guitar stuff. It's not much different than that. I do like Solid Gold Brass. Um, it's it's more of that stuff, but it has more, like, character. The guitars have a lot more character, I feel like, in that song. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more, like, whammying and stuff, and lots of different guitar sounds it sounds like they're playing 12 different electric guitars yeah it does sounds there's an absolute ton yeah um but i i really like this era of rock just because it's something different like completely different from the 60s in my yeah. eyes and this this band especially like and they um that. they really flew under the radar too because i think around this time you had bowie slade all these other glam rock bands that were just killing in so we kind of flew under the radar i know um, the first time I ever heard them was in the movie Dazed and Confused when they pull up to the, uh, it's like a community center or something. And they, the movie's all about like seventies high schoolers. 
But uh, that's the first time I ever heard yeah. the sweet. And I was yeah. like, oh, I actually kind of like this song. Yeah. And then I think they actually used a sweet song in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I could not tell you which one it is. If I were to guess, no, it was yeah. probably Fox on the Run or uh, Ballroom Blitz. Yeah, probably. But um, those are based. Those are their two popular, most popular songs. I know that brought them more spotlight fame again. Yeah. So I think they've become a, like kind of a cult favorite since. Which makes sense. Which I mean, they still they still had listeners back in the day, but it's mainly been recently. Yeah, it's mainly been recently that their popularity has grown. But yeah, uh, let's get into the band members here. We got to talk about at least yeah. a couple of them here. Yes, we do. Um, Unfortunately, um, I believe there's only one of them left. I want to say it's Andy Scott, Andy, yeah, their guitarist. You mentioned Brian Connolly. Mm-hmm. The vocalist uh, Steve Priest, also a vocalist, but uh, he also played bass. And then you, know, you mentioned Andy Scott, the guitarist, and then Mick Tucker was their percussionist. Which Mick Tucker is a solid drummer. I really, I, I did have to say I was impressed. I really like his drumming style. It's hard to. That's one thing that's really hard for me to do is isolate drumming styles. It's hard enough for me to isolate drumming in mm-hmm. in front. When it's behind all of the other instruments, when so it's hard enough to find the drum beat that I'm listening to. It's even harder for me to recognize what kind of drum beat I'm getting, and then see then if I can kind of guess who it is or what kind of era we're listening to here or what kind of feeling I'm trying to get from the song. Yeah, it's but he definitely does have a nice, some nice percussion work on this album and all of Sweet's albums for that matter. How many albums does Sweet have? Mm, I I couldn't tell you exactly. I know the last one with all of them together is Cut Above the Rest. Okay. I think uh, maybe maybe they have six, something like that. Okay. I don't know. Somewhere in the I could digits. be completely wrong, yeah. but I know. <laughs> Somewhere in that area. I know Cut Above the Rest was the last time all of them were getting along in the band. <laughs> and then... That leads into the discussion of what the hell is up with their fucking music because it is everywhere. Yeah. It's like, a mess. God, I want to say Spotify only has like two albums of theirs. Yeah. I couldn't find... There, there's nothing. Like, it's just... It's, it's confusing. Yeah, in terms, of, in terms of studio albums, I believe... Yeah, Spotify has one. They have one. Wow. Beautiful. And then they have a uh, a greatest. They have like a bunch of these other ones, but these were kind of when the band wasn't sweet. It's kind of like when all the Ramones got replaced with like the other Ramones. It's like yeah, they still go into the Ramones, but it's not the Ramones. It's not. It's different than what happened with Starship. Yes. And yeah, it's. I could not tell you why. I think every member wanted their rights going different ways and so it just created this huge mess even messier than the eagles unfortunately (laughs) yeah this is a lot i don't like what the eagles are doing and this is just 10 times worse and i think this also hurts um their listeners as well Their listeners their legacy can even some people could even take that take it that way yeah it's opinions it's just it's not super great for a band that deserves the attention because they're were really good in their heyday and it's weird to see a band struggling to 
cooperate internally with yeah. stuff like this. It normally is with the label. Well, and like three of their members are gone. Like so now, so what the hell? Yeah. There's one dude left. How could it possibly be still going wrong? <laughs> it's it's very very weird. Yeah, super weird. Um, but that I guess that's it. That's it for Sweet or Desolation Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I would say not my not my favorite album we've gone over. Um, I don't know what it, I don't know. It just kind of dies out for me. Yeah. I definitely know what you mean by it dying out towards the end of the album. Yeah, and I really need to experience the actual album because Spotify is too messy. <laughs> Anything is too messy. It's just, it's not fun. Trying to do digital stream this band is yeah, a joke. And that's, it's unfortunate that that is a factor in my opinion of the album. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be. It should never be a problem. But, but it, it is. Unfortunately, is here. Um, it's really unfortunate, and when I don't really know kind of what I'm listening to, and I there's a couple of songs on these on this album I had I still haven't listened to just because Spotify doesn't have them in there or other reasons. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, not my favorite, uh, not my favorite band. I just I I would have liked to see something more, just more. I wanted more. I wanted more instruments. Um, I wanted more songs. I wanted more interesting vocals i i never really got anything exciting out of what they were trying to do with their guitars Mm -hmm. i it just never 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 really hit for me and see i think that's also my problem with listening to this is i become so accustomed to like progressive rock where it's time change time change Mm -hmm. it's like it 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 throws me off when something's like solid all the way through which i mean it doesn't like kill the experience for me but like it just now like something like this just sounds kind of bland yeah and it's that's hard to say but i mean yeah bland is a unfortunately a great great descriptor it's just it's it's weird to me yeah not something i would come back to but still something i would at least there are some songs on here that are pretty decent though yeah i will say that they did get a few singles out of them so if they're great songs still on here it's just listening to the whole album is kind of a pain in the ass because there's so many different get ways to do it i would just say acdc i love what they did with that song yes that's a that's a very solid song uh sweet fa it's also not on this album but that's another good one sixteens mm-hmm. uh, i yeah, like that sixteens yes and then of course bar blitz and fox on yeah, the Runner also just both great we're not saying that they didn't make great tr- tracks but uh just not the best overall album and then obviously the production letting us down here mm-hmm but, but that's it. That's it for yeah, Desolation Boulevard. Desolation Boulevard. Kind of started on a whimper there. Not really out, Not really with a bang here. Um, but I think this next band uh, will uplift the mood a little bit here. So we're just going one year forward? Yes, we are. One year forward to 1975 it is now. Uh, not really... I don't know. How popular would you say this band is? In their time, yeah. I don't even say their population... Or... I messed up. Their popularity has risen because, again, another track was used in. Actually, I want to say it was the same movie. This is, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this is also this band's third studio album, which is kind of coincidental. A little I didn't bit. Yeah. Realize that. I, but. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and say it by now. It's uh, the original soundtrack by Ten CC. Yeah. 
It's their original. I guess it was originally titled 10CC, I think. And then they just, it's named now the original soundtrack because I think they released another album called 10CC. Yeah, their debut was uh, 10CC. And yeah, and they, yeah. So this is the original soundtrack for it. We've got, uh, we'll, I guess we'll start with the person, the band members here. Yeah. Um, you know, Eric Stewart's on the guitars, which actually, before I get into this, all these guys are insanely talented in their own ways. This is basically a band like Toto where it was, you could have basically swapped any member with any instrument and they probably still would have had success. Yeah. That's like the exact same. It's yeah, insanely talented. But we got uh, Eric Stewart on guitars, lead vocals. Um, Lowell Cream. Yes, that is his name. L-O-L. L-O-L Cream. Um, keyboards, backing vocals, percussion, lead vocal. I, again, guitar, they d- all did everything. Um, Graham Goldman, uh, bass guitar, backing vocals, guitar. Could go on. Auto harp, mandolin, um, and Kevin Godley on percussion and synthesizer. And he also did some uh, singing, too. So, yeah. Uh, you don't normally see that a percussionist. But, no. Um, I, you can tell... There's, there's a reason why I like this band so much, and you can tell just by looking at the people there and all of the instruments that they play. Mm-hmm. This is a They used a wide variety of instruments. There are some crazy things on there yes, that I've never did. even heard of before. A gizmo? What the fuck is a gizmo? Yeah. <laughs> it's, apparently, it's a gizmo. A mandolin? Like, I don't know. There's some things I haven't heard of. But that's one thing I respect about this band is they just they switch things up for pop music a lot. Cause I'd say these guys are more pop than they are rock. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd say they're pop rock. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, super solid. Yeah. Uh, I like I like it. Um, is this the? Yeah, this is the original track listing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not like sweet. <laughs> Not like sweet. Yes. Not all screwed up because I listened to the vinyl version and. You listen to the Spotify version? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very confusing. I know what I'm looking at. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The first track is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's really weird because it almost reminds me of something like a rock opera, but not necessarily a rock opera. Like, they had the idea to, like, split a song, but it doesn't really tell a story. Yeah. It has a, yeah, so you can't, you can't really use the word opera, but they did have an element of rock opera, and that is kind of trying to split the song into three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, the title of it is Un Nuit à Paris, and then it's split into One Night in Paris, the same night in Paris, and then later that same night in Paris. Well, you said that way better than I would have said that, so <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Four years of French, they, it helped a little bit. Uh... And then the rest of the A-side is I'm Not In Love and then Blackmail. Which, uh, I'm Not In Love. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Yeah. That song with headphones on just slaps Slap. differently. I've listened it's... to it with headphones on. I, I listened to this actually originally with no headphones in because I was in the, I was in a fucking car while I was listening to it. But then I actually listened to it again with the headphones in and guys, it does, it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. 
There Which, are songs uh, that makes a difference for. Yeah, I'm not in love with that track that was used in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I think it's... I have no idea. I want to say it's Volume 2 is when it was used. Don't... I have no idea. I'm not sure. We're just guessing. We're just guess. That's a guess. Yeah. Guess moment. But yeah, that song's production, the way it sounds, is, is absolutely mm. fantastic. Mixing is so vital. So important. Oh, yeah. And so important. Yes. It was done so well. Bands don't succeed unless they mix well. Mm-hmm. And that has to be kind of one of the harder parts of being in a band and editing and mixing. And that probably takes so fucking long. I can't imagine. But it's so goddamn important. If you can't mix well, you're not going to make it anywhere. Which, uh, that's one thing that I, uh, again, with this band is, you know, they use so much stuff. Mixing can be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it can. Whereas sweet, you know, it's most of the time it's a guitar, yeah, bass, drums, vocals, sometimes synthesizer. Um, but when you yeah. have so many instruments, it gets a it gets to be a task. Um, but I guess we should move on to the side two mm-hmm. and let you guys know. Um, we have the second sitting for the Last Supper, Brand New Day, Flying Junk, Life Is a Minestrone, and the Film of My Love. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? I say we just start at the top. I really actually like this side. I like this side too, and this does this doesn't no B side blues here. Mm-mm. Absolutely um, not. No I, way. Um, I think I honestly like every track on this side. I I do too, and not to take any, anything away from that first side, but I think this B side is just as equal to the task as the first side is. Mm-hmm. Like I really love uh, flying junk. Life is a Minestrone, like you were saying with the Mickey Mouse thing. That is such a weird I thought song. that was so fun, because this, <laughs> I think this band's whole shtick is like they're, they're not super serious about what they do. Yeah. Because um, on their previous album, they have a song called Worst Band in the World. <laughs> and in there, oh shoot. Where it's, it's literally talking about them like how minimal effort they put into their albums and they make <laughs> millions off of it. It's, it's funny. It's great. And they have some weird song names, too. Like, uh, in the next album, I think it is. I think it's the next one. It's the album with Rubber Bullets. Oh, that's their first one. That's their first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that one, they have a song called fucking uh, Boats Don't Disappear, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think there's the Hospital song. Yeah, the Hospital song, which is probably my favorite song in that album. And then, yeah, I... I love Rubber Bullets off of that one, too. Yeah, Rubber Bullets really good. But yeah, this band, just right from the get-go, they know what they're doing with their yeah. whole comedic act mixed in with their music very well. Because, you know, a lot of these songs can be taken as, like, decent songs. And then you'll, like, for example, Life is a Mindstone, Mickey Mouse comes up, and you're like, what Mickey the Mouse hell? Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and the Eiffel Tower's in there somewhere, and... <laughs> It's just, you're like okay but it's yeah, a great it's, song it's great it's i love when bands mix that humor in with um their their songs it just it's it sounds so great yeah and i think 10cc actually did it very well mm-hmm. which this band this album also i think um exploded them into popularity if i if i recall correctly because of the hit single i'm not in love yeah that, which it's a good reason. That song is fantastic. That's a but... very good reason, yeah. That's definitely, that's got to be my favorite. As much as I love B-Side, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm not. Lying. I know it just it. There the other songs are so good, but I don't think I've ever put on headphones, and then been absolutely blasted away by hearing a song. Maybe some other it's songs, very, but it's it it's hard to do that. <laughs> it's hard to do that. You have to be a select few song to to be so impressed, and it really does that. Like this was one of those songs where I put in both. Of my headphones, my earbuds, yeah, things just instead one. of just having one, because yeah. I had to like, I had to hear both sides of the song. I just, I, <laughs> it's an absolute beautiful, absolutely beautiful song. Please, please, you gotta, got to listen to it. At least that single, at least. Yes, if that. you're gonna listen to one song from this album, that from has any to be album a song. today, yeah, listen to that one with headphones, both, yeah. both ears. <laughs> both ears now. And don't have that mono audio on. Yeah, come on. You got to have that stereo audio. There's no way. <laughs> All right, that but that's it. That is the original soundtrack. Yes it is. From 10CC. Now yeah. we're jumping ahead. Five. 3 years. Yeah, 3 years. No, 4. Basically. 4, 5, 3, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Um, to 1979. Let's be more specific there. 1979. Um, this is the album, or this is the band we've covered before. We the have repeat offender. Yeah, we have a first repeat. Uh, it's Nantucket again. Yes, it back is. At you. When did we? When was their first one released? When did we last talk about it? Their first one, I believe, was 1978. So I think immediately after they released that one, they started recording they this, this one. one. I'm sure it was all the one session. Oh, I bet. 77 had some more ideas, so these, recorded uh, again in 78. These smaller bands are sometimes, the way they do stuff is crackhead waves. <laughs> yeah. I don't they know release an album, immediately go into the studio and record another one. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't take a day off. Um, but what, let's get into it. It's it's Your Face or Mine by Nantucket. Oh, As yeah. we mentioned, their second studio album. Um, we'll go released in. by uh, Epic. It was on Epic. It was again. on Epic. Okay, but this time different label because uh, instead of the orange Epic label, I think they transferred into the blue, weird squiggly yeah Epic label in one in one year's time. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I thought that was interesting. It's the same. It's everybody's the same, right? Yes, it is. Everyone's everyone. The gang's returned. The gang's all here. I hope they're still there after one year. After one year, yeah. And after the success that... Oh, yeah. I, I've, well, it wasn't a success, I'm going to be honest. It was, should have been. It should have been. It 100,000... So, I get, I've had those songs from that first album stuck in my head for a week now. Well, when we... Didn't we, did we cover that last week or the week before? Maybe the week before. I think it was the week so, before. Yeah, but it's... still, since then... Yeah. <laughs> It's been a long time. Oh, that's all I know. We still have Tommy Red, Larry and Mike Uzel, Mark Downing, Eddie Blair, and Kenny Soul. Mm-hmm. Same dudes. The whole here. gang. Yeah. Gang's all here. Um, what what else? Let's just get into track listing and we're gonna gush about this we're gonna gush about this album as much as we gushed about their first one. Yes, we are. So on side A, we have Gimme Your Love, I Live for Your Love, Hey Hey Blondie. California, and that's it. that's it for four tracks on the A side. So, um, give me your love is a good way to start. 
It is a good way to start. I really liked it. As a bit, I, I thought, I got into this album, and then I heard the first few songs, and I was like, oh, fuck, man, is this going to be just a bunch of love songs? It definitely has. That's exactly what I thought, too, because I was like, wow, this is not the blues rock sound that was on no. their debut. This is no. way different. It's a lot different. The first four songs can all, I guess, be categorized as love songs. California is a loose love song. But it still has that sound as the other ones do. Yeah. It, but they're, that's not downing them in any way because they're still all really good. Yes. Um, like, I think it was Hey Hey Blondie. I liked that one a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked, I think California was my favorite on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also a good one. Yeah. I can't. I, I, I was I was a bit caught off guard because after their last album, like you said, it's such a genre shift on these first four tracks. Um, but I think then the B-side then completely changes again. Yeah, they're like, oh, wait a minute. We can't just do love songs. Come yeah, on. we can't do love songs. We can't be commercial. <laughs> so on B-side, we've Wide Awake, Don't Hang Up, Your Place or Mine, Just the Devil's Way, and Is It Wrong to Rock and Roll? Um, again, a couple of weird kind of... Their love song titles, they do not have the love song feel. No. Yeah, 100%. Don't Hang Up and Your Place or Mine don't have that feeling that the first four songs do at mm-hmm. all. And that's... I was caught really off guard by uh, Don't Hang Up. I was like, yeah. okay, I didn't hear anything about love. Yeah. Strange. But, it's a little um, bit strange, but... I guess more about the instruments. We don't have to talk about love all the whole fucking time, but it's not uh, it's not as wide of an array as, as what the, you got from Ten CC. Yeah, but they I think they used what they had brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't. I guess I can't really put my finger on it, but I was caught off guard. And basically in every segment of each song, they were always hitting me with a different sort of feeling. Doesn't matter what instrument it was. Didn't matter what kind of sounds they were mixing together. And it wasn't in that blues sort of way where in blues songs, you kind of have no idea what's coming next. They kind of just go all over the place. It wasn't that. It wasn't quite to that level, but it also wasn't super structured and linear they definitely were explore, exploratory within a song. Like, the first half of a song could be completely different from the second half. I think I felt that way with Your Place or Mine, I think, is a song that kind of changes, like, halfway through it. Maybe it's just The Devil's Way. It's one of those ending songs. It's almost like they um they had a song one way, and then they started jamming, and they're like, you know what? This sounds kind of good this way. Yeah. And, and that sound, I like that, actually, personally. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Um, when bands just jam and they're like, oh, you know what? This song sounds cooler this way. Yeah, and they just kind of change it there. Mm-hmm. Change it on the spot. But they don't have to change anything from the, the start of the song. It's it's really interesting what I've, what the B-side is. Can be, I guess, to a new listener, kind of confusing, I would say. Like, if you're this is your if this was your first rock album that you've ever listened to, yeah, yeah I, I can see why you'd be confused mm-hmm. by this whole album in general. The way it's structured and everything. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely a weird. Uh, even like you were saying, from like side A to side B, it's a weird shift. 
oh, for in sure, yeah. the sound of like what they're doing. But it's it's a good shift. I won't yeah. I won't bag on it because I think it actually is a pretty decent shift. I wouldn't I wouldn't have liked a nine track love song kind of feel from mm-hmm. a band that just busted out Nantucket, which was this amazing prog rock sort of feeling pop mixed with pop in a weird way and jamming like thump into the beat it's yeah then going down to this for nine tracks would have kind of been disappointing but the fact that they had four it was almost kind of just like let's experiment with this mm-hmm. and see how it sounds and they liked enough of what they heard to at least make half of a side strictly kind of that slower love song love rock song kind of feel and that slower stuff but then on the B side, they didn't want to. I think they knew, hey, we can't do a whole tra- we can't do a whole album of this. It's not it's not what we are. Yeah. They seem they seem more comfortable on the B side. I think that's a good way to put I it. I agree. It it definitely get yeah. I think they with the first side is kind of like maybe something to like sell, and then the second maybe. side they wanted to kind of go back into their feel. But it keep, definitely keeps things interesting while listening to the album. I will say that. it It's not a huge... They, they, they tried their best not to make it a huge genre shift either. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't they didn't co- go completely a different direction from the first half. There's still some elements. There's still, But they did definitely use some different ideas in their B-side. And obviously, the kind of tone shift. But overall, I really like this album. I um, do too. I can't... Couldn't say enough about all these songs. As you mentioned, Hey Hey Blondie's a really good one. Give Me Your Love's a great starter. Mm-hmm. California is probably my personal favorite on the A side. And then you have the B side. Wide Awake, Complete. It kind of gets you into that mood of the shift of this, song, of this album. Don't Hang Up's really good. Your Place or Mine's really good. And then Is It Wrong to Rock and Roll. I really love I that really one. I really like that one. Really love that I one. I knew by the time I looked at the title and I was like, oh, I bet I'm going to like that song. Every time... I seems like every time a band mentions rock in the title, you're like, "Oh man, this is gonna be a banger track." Yes, and it always lives up to it. It mm-hmm. always does. Every time it does, and this no exception here. Yeah, it's it's. What was the really other one that we song. did? Oh, uh, rock music by uh, Starship. That's right. That's rock another music. one. That's the one that we did in there too. Another great song with rock that mentions rock in the title. Mm-hmm. This one isn't as like a. This isn't a upbeat like kind of like the rock music is and kind of that that song was like hell yeah rock music it's sick (laughs) this one's like it's um rock and roll is i don't i don't really know really it's like rock and roll is so good is it is it wrong to do this i'm it's i'm confused by the lyrics it kind of plays off a lot to me at least it kind of sounds like it plays off of uh like how rock and roll is the devil's music so is it wrong to go along with it and with then it, yeah because it sounds so damn it sounds good. so good it must be the devil's work yeah i get that okay at least that's that's how i like thinking of it i just think it adds i like that that's a good one. it just makes it seem like more even more of a fun song than it already is yeah makes it even more exciting i guess yeah. it makes sense too it's just the devil's way that track before it or track eight leads up into it yeah this uh Zalm also didn't get as much uh, attention as their uh, debut album. Again, with their so unfortunate. Yeah, it is because 
If you ask me, this is probably so far my favorite band we've covered. Just simply in the fact that That's they... That's tough, man. It's really tough, but just in the fact that they deserved all of the success and didn't really get much of it. And it's it's so wrong. It's so vile. It really is. It just... it. Because whereas the previous two albums, I've been able to find things that I haven't really liked as much. I can't find anything with this one. And even though it has that... I'm not really a fan of that love stuff. That love rock kind of thing. I found myself enjoying the A-side. I think it does it very well. It, it has enough spunk for me that I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's so... So... So great. I... I don't understand. What were people thinking? Yeah, I guess I... it was 1979 and... You know, you're in that phase of... I don't want to listen to this. I want to listen to rock rock. Because people at this time maybe thought rock was something different. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. It it's so confusing. I just I don't know. I just I probably described this last when we first talked about their debut. But I just like I remember listening to Spotify and I was going through. I want to say I don't remember what band page it was, but you know, like on Spotify, it'll show like the suggestions of like mm-hmm. oh fans who listen to this. Like yeah, I was scrolling and I saw Nantuck and I was like I don't know who that is. And I heard their song, and I was like, how did I not know who this was? And then I look at their monthly listeners, like, how do they not have monthly, more monthly listeners? Like, is is crazy. That is one question I would like to know. If there's if a genie can, came up to me and I got to ask him one thing, I would ask him, why did Nantucket not succeed? It doesn't yes. make any sense. It really doesn't. And it, I don't know, especially with their debut album, like, that's some pretty kick-ass shit. That is... I, there's a reason I can't get it this song down my head. Like, it is... And multiple only, songs. Multiple songs have been stuck in my fucking head. That's hard to do. And not only, like, rocks, but the writing is also fantastic. Yeah. And same with this album. It's so confusing and so disappointing, ultimately. Yeah. I wish everybody was talking about this band. I fucking too. wish. For yeah. them, for, for everybody, like... Holy shit. Everybody's ears should have the pleasure of listening to these guys. Yes, because I know every time I listen to them, my ears have the pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Well, that's it for Your Face or Mine was the title of that by Nantucket. Our first double feature. Yes, It felt deserved. Felt so deserved. very well deserved. Yeah. So fucking deserved. Um and I could see ourselves doing another one of their albums in the future. Mm-hmm. They released another one the next year. I think that's, uh, is it Long Way to the Top? It had to well, have been. Well, it's not, yeah. Because um, I think that was the one where they attributed Bon Scott of ACDC. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. We'll probably cover that one, too. Yeah. Because I could see ourselves going through this band's whole fucking, whole fucking discography, because my lord... It's great every time I listen to it. Um, our so I think very very worthy of our first. I was kind of wary. I was like, I don't know, our first repeat is it really going to be Nantucket? We got a, we had a Kansas album. We had a Rush. Um, we had a Boston album. We had oh a yeah, we had we have Boston. This is going to be it. I think it deserved it. It's yeah, it's it's very well deserved. Um, but that's yeah, that is your face or mine by Nantucket. What a what an incredible album. Uh, and an incredible band. Go listen to them. Mm-hmm. 
their shit's not all over the place. So yeah. it's, it's actually it's easy, easy to get to into. Find. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for us, though. Uh, another fucking banger. Banger day. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. This, whenever, I think whenever we have Nantucket in there, it's going to be a great day. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what other fucking... <laughs> bands we have if there's nantucket we're gonna we're gonna have fun it's gonna have it's gonna be fun oh yeah um but that's gonna do it that brings our total up to 21 um we've had a lot of a lot of good ones so far a couple of not so good ones the one that we don't this don't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. um but we'll come at you with three i think we'll do probably three brand new bands next yeah. time we don't need to do another double quite yet. There's a lot of bands out there, so yes, there are. We it feels necessary to give every band recognition, so a double will be very rare. Um, so it'll probably be a while before we do anything else, any other like Kansas or Boston or even like uh, Scorpions, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably do another Starship one later down the road, and hell, we'll do another Nantucket one at some point. Um, but that's that's for later. We'll, yeah, we'll get into some new ones tomorrow or the next time uh, we record here because it's nice to it's nice to get some recognition on the lesser known guys. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but that's gonna do it. Thank you guys again for listening today. Uh, this will be out on probably Wednesday. So yeah, enjoy enjoy your Wednesday with some classic rock talk and some coffee in the morning. There you go. It's only there forty minutes long. And nice weather outside, hopefully, wherever hopefully. you are. Hopefully yeah. it's not freezing and snowing yet. It's not here yet, but... Not yet here. Give it time. <laughs> it'll it'll start. We're getting the cold fronts in here. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always, and we will see you guys next time on Classic Rock Talk. Bye-bye. <laughs>